Are you a stereotypical entrepreneur who's a control freak? Today, learn from Aaron O'Sullivan, who's going to give you guys different tips and tricks on how to lessen that control so that you can further scale your business. going, everybody? This is Bradley Sutton, and welcome to another great episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast, where we help you guys get information on how to run your private label business. That's going to help you rise to the top, because that's what we do here at Helium 10. And with me today is Aaron O'Sullivan. Aaron, I don't know too much about you. It's possible some of our audience does not know too much about you. Give me a, a brief intro, like, who are you? Who is Aaron? Hey Bradley and hey listeners, uh, my name's Aaron O'Sullivan from systemscultureimpact.com. So I am uh, a serial entrepreneur who's been building and helping others build like uh, six and seven figure e-com businesses uh, since 2013. And uh, yeah, I'm here to help uh, hopefully you guys today around how to get things off your plate and how to onboard VAs so you can get some more freedom, income and fulfillment in your business. All right. Now, one thing I want to ask you right off the bat. Now, when I first, you know, had met you on Facebook and, and we started talking about potential things that, you know, you could help our users with, you had said this phrase or you had written this phrase in the, in our Facebook message. It said chaos to control, to scale. And it had a small TM there. Like, have you literally trademarked this catchphrase? <laughs> That's a great, great question. So I, I've been asked that a couple of times and, uh, that is something what we're going to be in the pipeline of having trademarked. So it's kind of like our kind of like our IP from when we are helping clients go from complete madness in their business with, you know, complete chaos in terms of they're doing everything, you know, no uh, organization whatsoever. We help them get organized and we help stuff get off, help them get stuff off their plate so they can actually get to scale because everybody reaches um, a capacity you know, in their business, if they are continuing to do everything and not offloading and, and you know, aggressively offloading tasks um, to others. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So this is going to be a trademark catchphrase, kind of like Nike, just do it. Chaos to control the <laughs> scale. Let, let's break that down a little bit. Uh, I'm sure you have a lot of, you know, students out there or, or clients that you've helped. So what are some of the things that you would describe as this chaos? What kind of chaotic situations have you helped people get out of? Or what, what are some of the most common things that you see that are really holding sellers back? Right. Okay. So great question. And I appreciate it. So in terms of how we help people, just so it's clear and just so you know, it's, it has the context. When you start your Amazon business, your econ business, you start doing everything. And that's just the nature of it. You are a startup. So that encompasses everything. And there comes to a point where that strategy can only get you so far. So we help high six and seven figure sellers to get things off their plate and get organized so they can keep growing. And typically what chaos kind of looks like is you know, working you know, around the clock on low value tasks, um, which preventing you from getting the uh, get into profit generation activities. So this could be uh, living in reaction, you know, fighting fires with customer service. It could go far as as your product rank, ranking slipping down because you're not spending any time on making your product listings viable or visible. You know, utilizing Helium 10 uh, to the to you know the capacity which you you could do. It could be you know chasing inventory management uh, by 
following up with suppliers and reacting to some issues in that area of the business. Or it could be you know, answering customer service emails, emails that are not being handled by a VA or um, you know, just being caught in urgency as opposed to being strategic with your time, energy, and effort. Yeah, it kind of reminds me, um, I just read a book. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm one of the last people to have read it. So what was it? It's called like the four hour work week or something like that. You know what I'm talking, you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, Tim Ferriss. Yes. And so like, I, I believe he talked about something like that, how he was spending X amount of time like himself, like replying to customer comments or trying to babysit certain, certain clients. And then when he just took a step back and, and started delegating, it was like a game changer for his business. Absolutely. So that that's kind of like what you're, you're the kind of thought process too of what your goal is to help to help different sellers. So the the second part of that says the control. So that's a little bit before the scale. So what does that look like? What what is a a private label business or an entrepreneur who is in control? What does that look like? Right. Okay. So in terms it ties back into the first part which is chaos. So chaos in our world really looks like uh the sellers the business business owners doing everything there's no organization in terms of procedures. There's no documentation. There's no SOPs or you know standard operating procedures. And what we do is we methodically remove customer service from their plate. We remove inventory management. And then we kind of help them structure their company in a way so it's organized. Now, now what do you mean about remove customer service? Just stop servicing customers? I'm sure obviously that's not what you mean. But are you talking about like maybe outsourcing, like hiring people or outsourcing or, or what did you mean on that part? Right. Yeah. So it's super clear. Um, we have a team of, of staff here in the UK and overseas in the Philippines. And instead of sellers having to go and hire, train and onboard staff, we just have our train team with proven SOPs and proven procedures, just remove that from sellers' plates and run it for them. And ah. that's, that's how we help people uh, in that regard. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a similar process for, you know, you know, the coaching that we we've done in the past too. So ultimately removing things from people's plates, getting them organized with structure and procedure documentation so they can actually now get to profit generation activities like launching new products, opening up new marketplaces or, you know, building the latest, the latest funnels that they've not been able to get to in months and sometimes years or in sometimes years, sorry. Does Excellent. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Now, now here's one thing I know I just try and put myself in the listener's mindset and I'm sure you've seen this before, but I think naturally many entrepreneurs are maybe control freaks or they think that only they can do, you know, certain jobs. So what would you say to the people who are reluctant to delegate things like customer service. Like maybe they think that, oh my goodness, you know, I'm the only one who can really reply to the customer. I, there's no way I can outsource this or inventory management. That's too critical. You know, one small mistake could mean a, you know, a big loss of money. So like, what do you, I'm sure some of your clients, you know, have said that too, but what do you say to somebody who is kind of reluctant to give up that control? Yeah, it's a very, very good question. I think we've all had that on our minds before, you know, when we're trying to outsource something in a business and, you know, a simple question for me is, you know, it's not, you don't have to figure out what to do. It's not a what question. It's a who question. Who can I get that can solve this problem in the business for me? So I can actually, uh, you know, have my time, energy, effort, and focus on things which are actually going to grow the business. If you, if you think about any big company, uh, let's say Richard Branson, you know, Virgin at Richard Branson, um, Richard Branson's company, sorry. If he was still doing all the operational tasks, we probably won't know what Virgin is today. So 
there is a stage in the business where even though you could do something better than somebody else, you actually doing that task is going to hold the business back from growing. And it's, it's about having the awareness at each stage of the business growth to say, okay, I now need someone to remove what I'm actually good at. You know, at the beginning, you start off with the easy things to offload, you know, customer service, you know, all the customer service facing tasks, review management, you know, you know, seller feedback, refunds, replacements, reconciliation of inventory. And then, you know, start methodically removing other parts of the business, like the bookkeeping and, and then inventory management. A lot of that can be outsourced. A lot of it's repetitive stuff that you don't need to do in the day to day. You can be at critical approval points along these processes, like making payment, approving shipments, and really allowing yourself to be more strategic and, you know, really focus on growing your vision of the company. So with that said, if you're finding yourself that you're reluctant to offload tasks, a question to ask is, do you want to do it yourself and have it as perfect as it can be? Or do you want it just to get done? Because at some point, you're going to have to relinquish control to some degree for your business to continue growing. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That, that makes a lot of sense. So what are some other things? Obviously that I'm sure, which you kind of agreed with is, is a common thing that comes up, people reluctant to give up control. But what other concerns have you seen among your clients or just in general about people who are thinking of starting to outsource other than just giving up the control? What are, what are some other concerns that maybe some of our listeners might have that, that you can allay their fears a little bit? Okay, so a common one is not knowing how to actually offload things from you know, their plate. And typically a lot of people have tried to outsource and hire a VA or, you know, offload to somebody else. And a lot of the times it didn't go as well as they had hoped. So it's, it's a common issue for people to be, you know, quite reluctant to begin the process of, you know, you know, freeing themselves up. It's almost in some cases like they're, they're too busy to get unbusy, but the return of freeing yourself up, say five hours a week, you know, is going to be absolutely huge over the, over a year. If you think about the opportunity cost of not getting them things off your plate. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's very interesting. So any, anything else uh, other people have been concerned about? Yeah, it's, you know, big thing is finding the right people to actually do the, uh, do the work for them. So that's a big challenge is they've hired somebody and it didn't go as well than they, as they had hoped. And it stems a lot of the reason it can step, it can stem from not having a clear picture of actually what they need to offload in the first place. So what, you know, one of the biggest problems, like I said, in growing any business, you know, e-commerce is no different, then you're going to reach a point where you reach capacity, where you're doing everything, running around uh, the clock, you know, living in urgency, um, reacting to fires that, that pop up. And it's going to be, you know, really, really critical for you to, identify these ongoing tasks so you can continue to offload them and get to the, the, the really important things that are going to really move the needle in your business um, and, uh, and really help you grow your income and your impact. Interesting. Interesting. Now, now you can correct me if I'm wrong, but just, I'm just trying to visualize, you know, potential issues or, or things that people might wonder about. And one thing I'm thinking about just, just came to me right now. Like, Maybe we finally convince somebody, yes, you need to offload some of this stuff. You need to start outsourcing. You need to hire some VAs. But then I would think that some people would be like, well, you know, I'm going to have to spoon feed 
them with their task. I'm going to have to be looking over their shoulder constantly. I need to be looking at their computer and screen sharing with them nonstop to make sure they're working. I need to explain every little detail, but, and that's just going to take me as much time as it is now doing my stuff. Have you ever heard that before? And then if so, I'm sure you have a way to explain why that might not be the case. Yeah, totally. So, um, there's a big, uh, a big issue for a lot of sellers or a lot of business owners. They've hired somebody in the past and they've had to give them a task and then you know, check it. It was, was done correctly. And then they give them another task and it ends up like they are a, um, a to do on their to do list instead of being an asset kind of they turn in, into a liability, unfortunately, and the excitement kind of fizzles out. So it's going to be really, really important to get super clear up front before you even go and begin trying to hire, you have absolute clarity on what you want to offload. And uh, I can talk you guys through a, a process for that. Um, so you can identify the areas which are important for you to get off your plate. And you know this is done you know, way before you begin the hiring process. Would that be useful? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, awesome. So in terms of what you can do before you go and start hiring is understanding exactly what you, what you really want to offload. So in terms of getting clarity of where you've been spending your time and things that you've been working on, it's going to be absolutely critical for you to have a clear picture of what that looks like. So what we have everybody do in terms of when we're helping them get things off their plate is we help them uh, through a process where we download all the tasks which they've been doing over the last 10 days you know, or two weeks. So they've got clarity of all the things that they've been doing. You can look at your, your project management software. You could check your to-do list. You could check Google Calendar. Depending on how you actually, how you actually uh, um, tick things off your, your weekly tasks, you're going to have a goldmine of all these activities that you've been doing. So what we would say is throw them onto a Google sheet or a spreadsheet so you can identify all the things you've been doing historically. And, you know, things that you've frankly been putting up with and tolerating for some time, it's going to be pretty easy for you to build uh, up a list. So that's the first part is to download. The second thing you want to do is track your time. And this doesn't sound sexy, um, but I can guarantee you now this is going to be one of the biggest drivers of your business growth. Um, and a lot of people don't see it that way. But when you track your time, it identifies all the areas in which you are spending time, which is, um, it, it basically creates awareness for you. So you can actually make a shift in, in removing that from your plate. So we recommend that you track your daily tasks for 14 days. And every half an hour, you record exactly what task you were doing. and you know, at the end of that two weeks, you're going to have, you know, incredible data for you to identify, um, you know, what are the areas of your working weeks that you want to offload. So again, this was, you know, really humbling the first time I'd done this. I thought I was some uh, sort of, uh, you know, highly productive person the first time I'd done this. And it really um, revolutionized, you know, my business and you know, my personal life too because it did dent my pride a little bit because I, I thought I was super productive. Turns out I wasn't, but this is, this will absolutely um, allow you to, to aggressively 
you know, offload where you shouldn't be in your business. So download first and then track your, your time for two weeks. Now, the best way to do this is just to print a Google sheet or a document, like a, a spreadsheet out onto your desk. So, you know, with pen and paper, just write it on there because otherwise if it's in an app, you'll forget it and it won't happen. I can't stress how important this is and, uh, you know, how much this is going to absolutely transform your business life. If you do this every six months or even more frequently, then your, your responsibilities will always evolve as the owner of the business and it will keep you working on the highest, most important areas. So how, how detailed would someone have to be? I mean, like pretty much I would imagine like just anything they do, like even if it's a task that takes them five minutes, they should just write it down and then that's going to give them the idea because even actually something that takes five minutes a day, I mean, that adds up over a year into hours and hours, uh, right? So is there a, a level of detail that you suggest they have when they're doing this initial kind of audit on on the, what takes them time to do? Absolutely. So every single thing that you do um, needs to be captured because that will give you, you know, like you said, these five minute tasks, these personal tasks, you know, with Amazon these days, you can automate most of your grocery shopping or, you know, your household items, you know, there's, there's so much um, time to be, you know, gotten back when you look at each individual task that you do, no matter how small it is, even if you're, you know, you open up Facebook and you, you find yourself on Facebook for 40 minutes, you know, that needs to go on as well. So it can create the awareness that you can actually um, utilize that data to better change your behavior. So you're absolutely right, Bradley, everything that you do in a day, whether it's, you know, cleaning up, cooking food, um, you know, anything to do with the Amazon, you know, your Amazon or e-commerce business, put it all on the tracker, you know, and just put the time spent, you know, so you can have clarity at the end of the week of all of these areas of business and life that you've been spending time. And usually I imagine people are surprised once they actually do this, they're like, I bet a common reaction would be like, Whoa, I can't believe that I spent this much time doing this. Is that a kind of common thing? I can't even describe to you how people, uh, you know, how much this changes people's lives. It, it's like I said, it's not sexy, but this is, this is literally um, an absolute game changer. Once you do it, you won't even believe where you're spending time. You know, it, it, like I said, it dented my pride and it, it kind of does every time I do it. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Spending time doing this. And it creates that opportunity for your team to help you out and support you. So you can ultimately, you know, provide your business with the greatest impact that you bring to the, you know, the progress of that company. Interesting. Interesting. Now, now let me just take a, a step back, going back to this chaos part of it. How do you know if you are in chaos or is there a certain level like where this kind of thing would be necessary? Like, Hey, if you only have one product, you're only making a thousand dollars a month, you have no need to look into outsourcing or only if you're a six figure seller or only if you're a seven figure seller, like, like what, what, what are the criteria when somebody needs like the minimum that somebody needs to like really take a serious look to see if this is for them? Okay. So it's a great question. And, um, if you are even just getting started with your business, I recommend running through this process. It, for me, I know that from a previous experience, there's never, um, an early enough time to begin offloading where frankly, you know, you, you don't bring the most value to the business. If you're working on a five or ten dollar an hour task that you could get rid of, you can you can off offload processes. You know, in this day and age, you know, just particular parts of a, you know, a part of the business, a small part of the business, 
you know, for a few dollars an hour in some cases. So for me, I know the faster you get into this habit of identifying where you should be working in the business, where you're not adding the most strategic value, you know, the faster your business will grow. And if, if you can offload this to um, VAs, you know, per hour in some cases, you don't have to hire them. You can just offload a process. If that's where you're at in the business, then this is going to really, really help you no matter where you are. And you're going to see the greatest. You now we help people that are you know, high six, seven figure sellers. And, you know, in some cases, you know, you know, one of our clients was doing like almost 30 hours a week on, you know, customer service and they re- they had like a seven figure business. So it was, you know, that's, that's an extreme example, but you're, you know, you're never too early to begin this process of offloading um, and getting organized in your business. So does that make sense, Bradley? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's making cool. sense uh, a lot. I, I wish that when I, you know, before I worked at Helium 10, when I was a, a consultant, you know, sometimes I would, make the use of it. But now that I think back, you know, there's, I could have done so much more if I had taken care of this chaos a little bit more. Like sometimes I would just use outsource the things that I didn't know how to do, you know, such as mm-hmm. making graphics or something like that. But instead of that, I should have, you know, let go of some of the the control, you know, cause I am one of those control freaks. You know, a lot of us entrepreneurs are, and I'm like, Hey, I'm the only one who could do this job, but that was pretty prideful. And I know that if I actually did that Google doc and, and, and task my day, I, I would probably be shocked at what I would find and, and embarrassed. So it's kind of a coulda, woulda, shoulda. Now that, that being said, don't want to put you on the spot here, but you know, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this at all. Actually, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you anything. I, I kind of like to just let these things flow, but can you think of, you know, with you don't have to mention names, but what would you say is maybe one of the best success stories of somebody who has utilized this chaos to control a scale where you had X business and he was doing X amount of dollars a month. And then he started outsourcing X, Y, and Z. And within a year he had X amount of sales. Is there any kind of, you know, within the next couple of minutes experience that you'd like to share that really kind of put numbers or that really, what's the word I'm looking for? personify or that really show the success potential of utilizing this kind of methodology? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm more than happy to share. I'll keep uh, the, the names anonymous, but um, inside of our uh, coaching mastermind, there was uh, a client and they had a fairly large business over in Europe, but they had, it was literally chaotic. They were, you know, they had a, you know, a fairly large team and there was, I think at that point, maybe 30 staff they had. And it turns out that the, the guys that were leading the company had, you know, were doing insane hours in their working week. They were actually, um, you know, they were, you know, definitely in chaos. And they had this, you know, this team that which was underutilized in helping them grow the business. So in this particular situation, we helped them with a system that we call the asset optimization system, which is, you know, on Amazon. Really, if you simplify Amazon down, it's about viability and visibility, right? And this, I know this is what you guys uh, really help sellers with. So, viability in terms of uh, relevance, conversion rate, and everything which makes your product viable. And, you know, obviously, visibility is a huge part of that, which comes after making sure your product converts. So, in that instance of our clients that came to us, their cash flow was really uh, being squeezed because they had. A lot of SKUs which are under optimized, 
and they had this team which wasn't you know being put to use in helping them optimize these 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 assets that they had these listings so we helped them create and implement the asset optimization system that their team rolled out which was you know all they did was document in SOPs you know how to optimize all of their listings and they had their team they hired a, a couple more people to actually implement that and from from before and after of the implementation of that their business increased revenue per month by 150,000 euros a month which is like I think it's like 1.8 million a year wow. just because they just because they leveraged a team which they already had but they instead of them trying to actually optimize all these listings they had like hundreds and hundreds of SKUs they just built a process and a documentation that worked and they checked it and approved it and then they handed it to their team for them to implement and improve over time so every time they would run the process of optimizing a listing if there's a new you know, better way to do it they would make a suggestion on the procedure and then uh, have it proved so over time it was you know that particular process was refined and and optimized itself. So, so that got them 150,000 more euros a month. Now, how much more did they pay per month to get that? Like, what did they have to invest either in, in restructuring or outsourcing? Or what was their investment in order to get that $150,000 or 150,000 euros back? Okay, so great question. So they had to invest the time to sit down and document the actual process. Uh, I'll say this to everyone. Don't be afraid to sit down and document any process in your business. Um, Every time you do a pro, you know, every time you take an action on a on, on a procedure, just open up a draft Google Doc and just do bullet points to start with, and then over time, that's going to become every every time you do that, it's going to become a, a very substantial document that you can is now you know, ready to give to somebody else. So, in terms of investment of what they had, Bradley was literally the time it took to write the documentation. They did hire a couple more staff and they did hand that over. So there's a bit of a training period. Um, for this new documentation and, you know, coaching on, on, on uh, the process, you know, over the subsequent weeks. But it's probably safe to say that whatever they invested in hiring those two others and, and whatever other costs and time costs that were incurred, not even 10% of that 150,000, would that be an accurate statement? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'd say so. So there's um, a lot of potential it, here. Helium 10. Did you know uh, there's something that we recently added and you having to do with VAs probably would appreciate this, but we launched something with Helium 10 a while back, our tool Profits. Have you heard of that function of our tool? No, please enlighten me. Okay. So Profits, basically what it is, is it's our financial analyzer. You know, it links to all of your orders so you can see inventory levels. You can see a lot of information about, you know, what your top sellers are, what your ROI is, what your profits are, all of that. Now, let me ask you something. Once we added that, can you think of what a concern some of our top sellers had? This is a completely vague question, but we added this to our tools and just think about how it relates to what you do. Can you think of a concern that some of our users had who are kind of high level once we offered this right within our tool suite? So one thing I would say is having the data shown to all of their team members that they were Exactly. Exactly. So I'm sure that's an issue that, you know, some people have like, how, how do I know what 
they should, you know, have access to and not have access to. And of course, I'm sure you would recommend that, Hey, if you're having somebody do customer service, who's a VA and you have, you know, maybe you, you probably wouldn't want to open up their entire, your entire seller central account, you know, like give them admin rights. You would just assign them to what their tasks are. Would that be a correct statement? Right. So in, in our world, so I think it's very powerful to have, you know, if you have high level team members, I think it's very important to be very transparent with them um, in terms of exactly what's going on in the business, because that's how they can give you their full commitment and, and really have uh, responsibility in the company and, and have buy-in. Um, if you're outside, if you're outsourcing, um, you know, just a particular part of customer service, say just manning your Amazon inbox, then it doesn't, it wouldn't really make sense for them to have, you know, if they weren't part of your team, they're a contractor, it probably wouldn't make sense for them to have, absolute visibility. But if somebody's on your team, I think there's real power in showing them and, to, you know, absolutely getting the truth on the table and where the business is at. And, and with that, they'll have buy-in and real, you know, really feel like part of the company and, and want to help you uh, in your vision of, you know, moving into the future, creating that uh, business that, you know, they're there to help you create. I agree. I agree. I mean, there's situations where it'd be both where you would want them to see everything, but there might be a valid situation where you're like, man, you know, there could just be an easy mistake made and, and, you know, all my data could get out or, or my settings could get wrong. So I just want you to keep in mind, you know, as people ask you about software suites, you know, let them know that if they use Helium 10, we actually have that functionality of sub accounts. It's almost very similar to seller central where you can assign for sub accounts, the kind of visibility, like maybe you only want them doing keyword research. Well, then you would only give them access to Cerebro and magnet and our keyword research <coughs> tools. But if you wanted to open up everything, they could have that login and they can actually see the profits and everything. So you're going to keep that in mind, Aaron, and give us a, a shout out when you're able to. Absolutely. I appreciate that. So that's super helpful. Excellent. Now, speaking of shout outs for all those who actually want to contact you for more information. I mean, this was very valuable, I think, but we probably only scratched the very surface of, you know, what doing this can do for us, somebody's business. So if somebody wants to reach you, how can they reach you or find out more about this process? Absolutely. So just so it's super clear, um, we help e-commerce and Amazon sellers remove customer service, uh, inventory management, um, an operation, the back office operations from their plates. And, you know, if that's something that you kind of need help with, or, you know, would like some more information about, you can actually, um, reach me at systemscultureimpact.com forward slash blueprint. And this will give you a cheat sheet where you can get started with systems. Um, it's actually showing you how to create a well-oiled product launch machine. So, you know, every time you launch a product, you don't have to do all the individual tasks. Uh, it will show you how to get started. And, you know, if it makes sense for you to reach out again, um, you know, if you want us to actually remove operations from your plate, then um, within that document, there's a, a place for you to find us. Perfect. All right, guys, there you have it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Aaron, I said we were only going to go maybe 20 minutes and look, we're already at minute 35 already because this was just so valuable. Time flies when you're having fun. So thank you so much for coming on. At least I learned a lot. You learned that the doctors are from Los Angeles. So everybody learned something in this episode. We'll hopefully have you back on the show in the future. All right. 